Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Ninjas and Bots. I'm Lane. And I'm John. And today we'll be discussing our next issue of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, IDW. We'll be talking about Change is Constant, number two, with John leading our discussion. Take it away. Yay. Um, yes, Change is Constant. Uh, this issue came out on the 21st of September, 2011. Uh, there are two covers, one by Dan Duncan and one by Walt Simonson, and they're both pretty much just team shots. Um, I like when covers have to do more with the story. I mean, team shots are fun, and they're building publicity, but I like covers that at least tangentially relate to the story. Yeah. But anyways... We open on the Jones residence, which has just been invaded by a giant boxing turtle. No, not a box turtle. Infiltrated. Ha ha. Um, Sorry, I, I stepped on your boxing turtle pun with it's my own. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd open my mouth before it registered what you'd said. So It's okay. Um, <laughs> but he's not a box turtle. He's just a turtle who wants to punch you. Uh, yes. Or more accurately, he wants to punch this abusive man whom he just caught beating on his son, Casey. Uh, Dad is ready for whatever is about to happen. Casey mm-hmm. tries to calm him down and is backhanded for his troubles. And so, <clears throat> as the song goes, Mr. Jones and Raph hit each other very hard and they do lots of beautiful fighting. He's punching at you. Oh, no, he's punching at me. Raph takes off his trench coat, shows he has a turtle shell. He throws Casey's dad out, says to Casey, you can never be lonely or, you know, so to speak. Um, Is that the Counting Crows B-side? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the fight goes back and forth, but Raph eventually tosses Casey's dad out on his ear. Casey is very grateful, and the two are immediately friends, despite Raphael's turtle-like exterior. Um, Casey's just wondering, where did you come from? And to answer where we come from, we flash back to April, working in StockGen Labs. The rat splinter is trying to hand her a CD-ROM in its slipcover. She's only mildly surprised by this, is more surprised by the label on the disc. Confidential, proprietary, Terrapin Human Exo-Armor Synthesis, Military Application, Battlefield, etc., etc. But before she can investigate further to see what's on the disc, she is interrupted by two hooded ninja who have broken into the lab. They are there to steal the specimens. But April at first thinks this is just a joke, because why would there be ninja attacking her in her lab? (laughs) I mean, it's just Tuesday, right? Uh Until one of them slashes through her CD with his katana. He continues to menace her while the other grabs the test tubes and gathers up the turtles into a sack. Meanwhile, Splinter is trying to figure out how to help. So he scampers down the hall and jumps and pulls the fire alarm. So as the ninja leave, one of them mentions that the master doesn't want them identified. And security shows up. But of course, the ninja have vanished by that point. Splinter runs after them. And as they climb to the roof, he does too. He leaps at one ninja's face gouging his eye and making him drop the sack. But the ninja pulls Splinter off his face and tosses him down to the alley as well. So the sack with the test tubes and the turtles lands down in the alley. The tubes shatter and the turtles and the rat are covered in a glowing ooze. But before any of the animals can recover, a cat comes and grabs one of the turtles in its mouth, stealing away one of the four. Back in the present day, the three Ninja Turtles and Ninja Rat are hanging out in their underground lair. 
Conversation surrounds the fact that they've been trying to find their brother for over a year, and finally all the pieces of how this storyline works are falling into place. The boys are starting to despair, but Splinter is confident there yet remain unsearched corners of the city. The last scene of the issue returns to Raphael and Casey Jones, where they're talking about his situation with his abusive dad, who will probably return before long. So they decide to go out. Casey ducks back into his room and emerges wearing a hockey mask, saying maybe they can have themselves a little fun. So that's the Ta-da. end of issue two. Yes. Raph and Casey's dad, though. Oh, my goodness. That was... Let me... Let me get back to that first page. That clicking you hear is my stylus on my screen. Hold on a second. Um, because, yeah, as you said, Raph's dad is ready to take what he's bringing and give back in turn. Yes. And it's almost like Raph is trying to make up for not being in the action scene in the first issue. Mm-hmm. So he has to do four turtles and a rat worth of action all by himself. Yeah. And he's not, like you you mentioned boxing, because he's not doing any kind of specialized martial art moves. He's just like running and throwing fists. And it's a very much a brawl rather than um, a, a trained fight. Mm-hmm. And I think if not for the fact that he has a shell, he might have, I don't know, it, it, it could have gone either way, this fight. But uh, the father... Once uh, Kate, once Raphael's down on all fours and he's getting himself back up, the father comes down on his elbow mm-hmm. on his back. And uh, that would have stunned any normal person, but instead he comes down on his shell. And then right. he's able to get the upper hand on the fight again. And at that point, Casey's dad has Raph down. Raph is bleeding and on his hands and knees. Like you said, if that had shell hadn't been there, that probably would have been almost the end. Mm-hmm. But he might have actually broken his elbow. I don't know how hard the shell is, but must be pretty hard because part of the plot here is that Terrapin, i.e. turtle shell uh, uh, substance, is being researched to turn into like some sort of human armor type thing. Mm. So um, it's hard. And it might have actually broken his elbow. Uh, Whatever the situation is, Raph is able to knock Casey's dad out the door. And then um, like a you know, a typical abuser, alcoholic. Um, he is in many ways a coward because he, rather than getting up and continuing the fight, he's just like, you know, screw you guys. And he, he drives off to go to a bar. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it was really sad here. Um, when Raphael is basically saying, so, um, so why aren't you afraid of me? And in not so many words, it's because he's more afraid of his father. Because he says, like, next to my dad, you're a teddy bear. So, And that's just, it's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on with Casey. Um, I like how he is so quickly accepting of Raph. It's a little bit of suspension disbelief because this is actually a giant turtle. Mm-hmm. But, um, but for the purposes of the story and the comic, I like that they become such fast friends here. Um, yeah, I love their friendship. So, like I said, I looked up Terrapin because we switched to the uh, April O'Neil flashback which takes up the bulk of the issue really this issue too has the raft stuff and the flashback and a coda basically Mm -hmm. uh so we get a lot of origin story in this with uh the actual transition from the lab where the turtles are being raised to the ooze where they're going to get mutated and the theft of Raphael. so that's a that's a good key chunk we can if we got nothing after that turtles fans could sort of connect the dots right 
Though I, on the second read-through, I missed something that I had missed before, because I knew they were experimenting on Splinter, and I thought that was kind of what would eventually lead to his further mutation. But it's actually he, he has two different exposures. He has whatever he's being experimented on in the lab that has created this human-like intelligence in him, and they do such a good job, the artist, um, just showing in his eyes with a little bit of black ink how this rat understands, because he's still in rat form, like a Mm -hmm. typical lab rat, um, how intelligent he is, and he's so expressive, and I'm just always impressed by how they handle Splinter here before he starts to... Uh, to be able to vocalize. But what I had missed b- in before in my other first read of it is like when he gets thrown down into the sewers, then he is introduced to the ooze. So, so he, he has already two has things. That. He has the intelligence yeah. enhancement and then he has the mutation to humanoid form. Exactly. And so I don't know how much that intelligence enhancement is going to play into his, uh, his life as Splinter, the Ninja Master. Um, but yeah, if nothing else, it helps him be an agent in the plot in the origin story. Mm-hmm. And if that's all we need it for, that's fine. But I, I am enough curious what if it's gonna if it's gonna come up again more. Yeah. Um, and and I know the answer, and I won't tell you because I'm a good <laughs> co-host. <laughs> so with the terrapin thing, I'm immediately thinking about the body that Krang has in the '80s cartoon. Uh huh. And if this exo armor for humans could be related to that, um, I also. The idea of turtle shell being turned into armor, I don't know how likely that is from a scientific point of view, but from a science fiction perspective, I think it's a pretty great idea. Right. Um, because it does still crack. I mean, it, and it's sensitive. Um, so I'm not sure, unless they could find a way to strengthen it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah. Yeah. So like from, from the a comic book standpoint, it's perfectly fine. But in reality, um, I think it would need a little bit more tweaking. Yeah, I don't know if we can just enhance Terrapin in reality. I don't but. think they could use it right out of the box, Turtle. <laughs> 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 okay, so last time I mentioned there was no Japan. So maybe I was wrong about the absence of Japan. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Um, these could just be ninja baddies for the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I think it's a pretty easy guess, though, who their master is. Mm-hmm. Um, they say their master doesn't want them found. Um, and one of them gets scratched in the face by Splinter. Mm-hmm. And I've seen enough pull off my mask and reveal the scar shots in films to say, okay, one of these guys has a scarred left eye. We need to remember that. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to have to remember it, but I'm going to remember it. Yeah. And it's kind of surprising that they have been looking for Raphael for a year. Yeah. I wasn't expecting his absence to be a from the beginning thing. Um, 15 months of searching feels a little unrealistic. But then if they're Maybe. just. Because they have to, they're very limited in how much they can get out and about. Right. If they're just going out and patrolling the city and, and keeping an eye out for stuff, they might as well be looking for their brother while they're out there. A lot right. of times in Turtles cartoons and stories, they just go out to patrol because that's what superheroes do. Um, yeah. So looking for their brother instead makes sense. Because something that I, I don't I don't know if you touched on in your synopsis, but Raphael doesn't know that he's Raphael. Yes. Last issue, he was uh, Amnesiac. 
Yeah. He has no idea who he is here. He just woke up in an alleyway. Maybe he so, says that because he tells Casey Jones that must be this issue. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember if they t- if he it's mentioned in the first issue, but when it cuts back to Casey and Raph at one point, Raph's like, "Let me get this straight," you know, and he's like, "You, you, you're homeless and you can't remember your name," so that might also account for them not finding him all this time. Um, because if they were looking for each other, then yeah, I don't think it would take any time at all. Right. But Raph at this point is a moving target who's in disguise and he's just mm-hmm. scrounging around for food. Um, and he doesn't know so. he wants to be found. Right. It could be easily one of those shots where um, the turtles are jumping across a gap between rooftops and down in between the rooftops in the trash can is trench coat Raph. Right. And they're saying, Raph, Raph, but Raph doesn't know that he's Raph, so... Exactly. And he usually has a hood pulled up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. I'm very curious, like, how many near misses they might have had because uh, New York is a big city, but it's not endless. I didn't think about it on the first time I read this, but I did think about it on the second time. And that is the fact that Raph is being carried away by a cat. Mm-hmm. And we have a character from the first issue who is a mutated cat. And here mm-hmm. he is near the mutagen. So um, I'm going to... I'm going to chalk this up to be an old Hob origin story as well. We'll see if I'm right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of neat, yes. though. Kind of neat to like tie all that together. I always like when origin stories become relevant to the story at hand. Yes, and I cannot wait uh, to like go on this journey. Like it'll be a reread for me, but you will be experiencing experiencing it for the first time, and I I am here for it. Yes, and my last note is that Raph and Casey are just really endearing. Um, there's the awkward fist bump where Raph doesn't know what a fist bump is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Casey just accepting Raph's appearance. Like you said, compared to my dad, you're nothing. Yeah. Um, and they just, they're friends and it's cute and it's, it's so adorable. And Casey's wearing green. <laughs> he is, he's an honorary turtle. Yeah. In fact, and if I've you always- look at them, their, their, their color schemes are reversed because, Raph has the the tan trench coat and the green uh-huh. body, and he has the green shirt and the tan body. <laughs> <laughs> Their friendship was meant to be. Yes, they're like um, they're like compliments. I will say it was nice getting this reverent splinter again with a tea ceremony because I, my husband and I went to the drive-in theater because uh, we're lucky enough to have one. Um, within an hour drive of our house and we saw the new ninja turtles movie and i didn't know what to expect i haven't seen it it yet was it good it was fine it was it was aimed to a younger demographic and i'm very much used to the idw stuff um but it's just nice to get back to this which is what i love that's all i'll say the tea ceremony is interesting, and Splinter is teaching them ninja arts and everything else. Um, going back to the whole Japanese connection here, we don't know where this side of the story even comes from. Mm-hmm. Why is why is uh, medical experiment rat turning Japanese? We just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and as as usual, the art in this one is just gorgeous. The, the coloring is perfect. Um, I like the yeah. different hues of the turtles. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. Um, they don't; they still have their red masks, but like you said, they have like a Donatello has like a slight yellowy green mm-hmm. tinge to him, more like a mossy green. Um, Michelangelo looks a bit more like a bluey green, right? 
And then, how would you describe Leonardo? Kind of just somewhere in the middle there. Uh, yeah, compared to the other two, he's more of just a standard classic green. Yeah, and let me flip back to Raph. Raph looks like a, kind of like a, like a, hmm. It, it'll probably be hard to tell until we see him in, pa- in panels with the other three. Mm-hmm. But he looks a bit more of like a vibrant green. Yeah, a deeper green than Leonardo. Yeah. Leonardo actually looks a little bit yellower than Raph, and then Donatello is yellower still. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really do love that they're not just identical creatures. They they have uh, their own little um, styles, their own colors, and we don't get a good look at their shells yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if they have some differences in their shells, but who knows. And Casey Jones has the mask. Yes. And he gets his uh, his bats out, so he is ready to have some rough tumble fun. Yeah, and this is probably, we can probably guess that this is his way of blowing off steam because he doesn't seem to fight back against his father, which is very understandable. Um, So this might be his way of uh, working out some much-needed aggression. Yeah, testosterone. So um, things I'm left wondering, uh, Splinter's Japanese connections. Oh, I was thinking, okay, so I mentioned earlier with the ninja that they mentioned their master, and it seems likely that's probably Splinter. But if they hadn't said that, this one getting the scratch on his face, I might wonder if he was going to end up being, uh, I said Splinter, Shredder. Uh, if he was going to end up being Shredder, um, because he seems to be drawing, uh, the story is drawing attention to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so those things are curious. We don't yet know how April is going to move from 15 months ago to the present day. Um and yeah, those are those are the questions I'm left with at the end of this issue. Oh yeah, and also the whole is the Terrapin human exo armor synthesis related to Krang needing a body. <laughs> <laughs> so are you enjoying this series so far? This is great. Yay. This is I mean, these kinds of things of like taking our eighties kids stuff that was marketed towards toy purchasing you know, children mm-hmm. and having actual pathos and drama put into it i mean this is why i wanted to do this show with yeah. the ninjas and the bots um telling you know solid stories about these characters and taking the taking the concepts to a deeper level yeah oh it, it's just i i think part of this uh podcast is my mourning process that idw lost the licenses to both of those but here's hoping that whoever picks it up um does equally good work but mm, idw I, you did amazing I did not realize they had also lost the Turtles rights. So is the Turtles I'm, series wrapping or already um, wrapped? I, I'd have to double check. I think they lost the rights. I might be mistaking, mistaken. So I don't want to commit. With the, uh, with the Transformers, though. D- yes. So. Uh, and as of this recording, the first issue of the new Transformers from Image Comics, I think, is coming out. Oh, is that out. where it's, it went? I think so. Okay. It's coming out in September. They've actually already. I was surprised with this. This is just the last few days I saw this. Um, they actually already have some series making allusions to Transformers concepts. Hmm. And I don't know how and why and what all of that is. But the actual issue of the first issue of the Transformers proper, I think, is in September. Cool. I'll definitely have to keep an eye out for that. So, But yeah, uh, anything else on this on this issue? I think I'm good on issue two of Change is Constant. Yeah. I think that it, I think that's all I got as well. So, everyone, uh, for next time we'll be reading. 
Hold on, let me, let me start it up. <laughs> so next time we'll be switching back to the Transformers with Infiltration number two. So thank you for listening. I've been Lane. And I'm John. Thank you and see you guys next time. Bye. This podcast is a production of JohnReadsComics.com, home of virtually all of the podcasts produced by me, John Wilson. Each show has its own feed on your favorite podcatcher, or the whole group can be followed under the name John Reads Comics. Remember, there is no H in John. Feedback for all shows can be sent to johnreadscomics at gmail.com, and I will plan to read it on a future episode unless you ask me not to. Follow me on Twitter at johnreadscomics, and thank you always for listening to podcasts from johnreadscomics.com. Johnreadscomics.com